Hi, this is Jim with Bright Families. Today, I'm talking about the two things that, in my opinion, make the most difference when connecting with your daughters as they go through their teen years. And those two things are, number one, enjoying your life, and number two, connecting with your community. And obviously, those are related. So first, let's talk about enjoying your life. Your daughter is looking at you and thinking, what is it like to be an adult? She probably didn't really care about your experience or perspective when she was six or eight. They have limited empathy. But once they get to be 10, 11, 12, 13, some part of them realizes this could be me. This could be my future. And if my mom looks miserable, am I going to be miserable? And I remember being this age and thinking this and seeing in what areas my mom seemed to be doing well and seemed to be not doing well. And I thought a lot about what I was going to do differently. And one of the things that I decided I was going to do differently was be more involved in my community and find a way to connect with other ladies. Because one of the things my mom experienced was she had a couple of close friends, but not a community. And so there was a certain amount of loneliness and a certain amount of feeling of everything came down to her. So it's more pressure that you end up putting on yourself. I also think we all thought that my mom should have kind of gotten out more, exercised more. We were happy to see her go do things that were fun for her and come back happy or complete a project that was fun for her and to see that sense of satisfaction when she had completed something. So whatever that is for you, whether it means carving out more time for exercising or for something creative like baking or drawing or playing music that you've let slip for 10 years, whatever those things are that are going to put a smile on your face, try to do them, even if it's just taking a nap. And I'm sure you've heard this advice in other places, but if it means that you have to set some boundaries that are stricter than you might really be comfortable with, but you see those are the only way to get something done, then maybe it's time to do that. Maybe it's time to reinstate nap time, even if you don't have any really little kids, just so everyone gets a break from each other and you can start to read novels again. If that's going to be the thing that puts a smile on your face, it should be something you can make happen. Now, I realize if your oldest is 11 or 12 and you have kids all the way down, you know, a lot of them, little kids, it's going to be harder. And this is something to pray about and think about and see what what can put a smile on your face. Or is it just a question of doing what you need to do to have a good attitude in the midst of it being busy and communicate that to your daughter. Say, yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. It'd be super fun for me if I could do more of this and this and this. But we have these sweet little toddlers and it's not going to always be this busy. So of course, I hope you put those into words for yourself. But odds are she needs to hear you say that too. Because she's living in the present thinking, I don't know. I don't know about this. This is just too crazy. They're not, they're not imbued with the spirit of generosity necessarily when they're 11 or 12, the way you as a parent are imbued with the spirit of generosity, hopefully. Now, in terms of connecting with community, 
this is just so important for everyone, but I would say particularly for women because this is how we cope with the stresses of life. We reach out. You know, men might want to go hunt or go have time in the garage or do something alone for a while before they go communicate. But a very common default way for women to manage the day-to-day things that come up that are pushing their buttons is to communicate with other women. And at different times of your life, different people are going to be the right person to communicate about different things. And so I think you need a range of ages and experience levels in your community. So then whatever comes up, there's somebody that you kind of know you could reach out to. So there are older moms in my community that their youngest children, their younger children are the same age as my older children. But I see them often enough that if I have a parenting question about older kids, I can reach out to them and say, hey, you've launched six kids and I'm just starting this process. What can you tell me? Do you have books? Do you have phrases I should keep in mind? Where should my priorities be? Please save me from some of the mistakes I'm likely to make doing this on my own. And same thing with younger kids. When I had younger kids, some of the moms with older kids told me very specific things I should not be thinking about as much as I was and other things that I was completely missing that I should be thinking about much more. And they reminded me that success as a parent has a lot less to do with specific techniques and a lot more to do with atmosphere. And the atmosphere has more to do with your relationship with your spouse than any particular thing you do other than maintain a basic level of order throughout your day with the kids. And so those kinds of reminders were really, really helpful for me to maintain perspective and be reminded of where to put my time and energy. Now, I realize some moms are introverts and just just maintaining order in the family with a couple of chatty little kids pretty much taps you out. And that's all the more reason why there should be some quiet time where they don't talk to you for an hour or two every single day and you can count on some peace and quiet. My guess is if you got some peace and quiet, you would be able to recharge enough to at least text a friend and say, hey, how's it going? Or maintain some of those very easy, low energy relationships with your favorite sibling or your high school friend that you can call once a month and just catch up. But there's not a ton of pressure. There's not a lot you have to do. You don't have to develop that relationship from scratch. Now, if you're not completely overwhelmed, I would say you're going to be happy that you put in time to develop relationships with the moms that you're already meeting at your kids' activities. They won't all be a good fit. Some of them are going to be a very good fit. They won't all be a good fit forever. But some of them may be a very good fit for a couple of years while your kids are similar ages or you're in similar activities and your families are at similar stages of life. And any real conversations that you can have in the course of sitting around while your kids do an activity are going to be helpful for building that community. Now, sometimes I just drop off my kids and then go home or go run errands or do I'm not contributing to developing the community in my area. And other times I am. So I'm not saying it needs to be done every time, but if possible, if you have the mental ram, 
to make it happen. You have a little bit of energy. You're not completely tapped out. Bring your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and just say hi. And I'm not very good at names naturally, but if I get to talking with someone about a story about their life, I'll often remember the story and people appreciate me remembering anything about them, even if you can't remember their name. So that's kind of my, my fail safe. And if you have the energy to volunteer or plan anything or host anything, you are giving a gift to your community that will come back to you, not only in terms of your own enjoyment of your day-to-day life when you're running into these people and you feel connected, but also in terms of your children because they benefit from your social connections. They have more friends. They'll have job opportunities they wouldn't have otherwise. They will have social opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise because of the time that you put into your community. So all sorts of reasons to do that. I realize I've been there. You don't always have the energy to do it. But when you do have any energy that you can put into being friendly and sociable, acknowledging someone's gifts, just thanking them, making a quick phone call or a quick email to say, I appreciate so much that you've been my daughter's leader for scouts. She's had such a good time. She says such nice things. Even just a two-minute email builds community. It brightens someone's day so much. If you're the letter-writing type, it's so special to get things in the mail. And if you're organized enough to get a package, that's even better. But at the very least... You can pray for people, call, text, email, as it comes up, expressing appreciation, getting to know people, thanking people, giving gifts when time and energy permit. So I hope that this is a reminder and encouragement that this is one of the main ways to enjoy your life and be a good witness to your daughter about what her future as a mom might look like and how she is going to have a great time. And I'll just close with a comment that one of my friend's daughters made after my friend and I went off to do some fun mom stuff. When my friend came back, her daughter said to her, I hope that when I'm a grown-up, I have friends like you have friends. And so that moment really crystallized for us that we were giving our daughters a picture of their future that looked fun, even though having a family is a fair bit of work. But she could see that we were having a good time and we had these close relationships that helped us through some of the hassles of being a mom. All right, take care, everyone. Have a great day.